0: It's October 28th and it's the Czech Republic's National Day. The president of Taiwan's legislative, Yuan Yoshi Kun, recorded a special birthday message for the Central European country that has taken an outsized role in Taiwan politics. The bilateral relationship really blossomed this summer when the Czech Senate Speaker decided to visit Taiwan, despite China's staunch objections and threats. Since then, Taiwan and the Czech Republic have been exploring new collaborations and planning mutual trade visits for the coming spring. 官吏外院 Taiwan's legislative
1: speaker looks at the camera and wishes the Czech Republic a happy National Day. It's a gesture of friendship toward the country whose Senate President Milos Vistrichil made a high-profile visit earlier this year. Vistrichil had extended his good wishes to Taiwan earlier this month on the occasion of Double Ten National
2: Day. Even with China exercising wolf warrior diplomacy or throwing its weight around, Vistrichil was like, I want to visit, so I will visit. He was not swayed. The Czech Republic is really someplace special. Why was it that the Prague Spring and other reforms and movements took place in the Czech Republic? This time, we're seeing the same thing happen.
1: Vistra Chil's defiance in the face of Chinese aggression had prompted other countries to take notice of Taiwan and its plight. Recently, Speaker Yeo contributed op-eds to
2: select media outlets abroad to further amplify Taiwan's voice. The main purpose of my submissions was to explain that Taiwan had been under the cold pile of China for some 40 years. After the outbreak of the coronavirus, the world gradually came to see China's true face. For us, that's equivalent to seeing a sign that spring is coming. And so we are extending both arms to embrace democratic nations across the globe.
1: This is the first time a Legislative Yuan speaker has moved to speak for Taiwan through foreign news outlets, calling for a democratic alliance against Beijing. His pieces were carried in The Washington Times, Japanese outlets, and the UK's The Times. He quoted the leader of the 1968 Prague Spring, Alexander Dubček, who famously said, you can crush the flowers, but you can't stop the spring. Yeo said that Taiwan and the world could be about to see the dawn
2: of another democratic spring. The world is coming to realize the CCP's fundamental nature. It is an authoritarian system that conducts wolf warrior diplomacy. In Xinjiang and Tibet, it has violated human rights and carried out religious persecution. As people gradually come to understand this, they will come to treasure Taiwan.
1: Pushing back at Beijing's wolf warrior diplomacy, Yeo pen pieces for overseas media to let the world hear Taiwan's voice.
0: American voters will decide on November 3rd whether to give President Donald Trump another four years. It's a decision that will be closely watched around the world as it could define the U.S.'s role in geopolitics for years to come. According to a U.K.-based polling company, all major European countries are rooting for Joe Biden, Trump's democratic challenger. In the Asia-Pacific, seven out of eight countries surveyed also prefer Biden. And the one exception is none other than Taiwan.
3: It's less than a week to the US election. According to a UK-based polling company, 42% in Taiwan want a Trump win, versus 30% that favor Biden. Over in Hong Kong, support for Biden is at 42% with Trump 6 percentage points behind. In the Philippines, Biden leads with 47%, almost twice the support for Trump. In Thailand, Australia, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Singapore, more than 60% support Biden. And in all those countries besides Australia, Trump's support stands at just around 10%. In European countries, the preference for Biden is even more pronounced. In Denmark, 80% favor Biden and only 6% Trump. Of all the countries on the list, Taiwan is the only one rooting for Trump.
1: I'd want a Trump win, because now in Taiwan, we need to defend ourselves against China and protect Taiwan. He's more anti-communist. I support Biden. Trump. The U.S. is so supportive of us now. If Trump were replaced, do you really think the support would stay the same? Biden has lots of interactions with China. He's got lots of dirty laundry in China. It feels that he could sell us out at any moment.
3: People on the street weighed in. Lawmakers say Taiwan's preference for Trump has to do with the Republican Party's pro-Taiwan bills.
1: The first time ever that the president of Taiwan spoke with a sitting U.S. president on the phone was when Tsai and Trump spoke, wasn't it? Critics like to say that was no big deal. But they shouldn't forget that before, that would have been impossible. Trump has really made a lot of changes. There's been a lot of progress, especially on arms sales to Taiwan and on the president's transits in the U.S. The Trump administration has indeed taken action and not just paid lip service. There's been substantive and real positive action.
3: Taiwan-U.S. relations are as close as they've ever been. For many Taiwanese, that's enough reason to hope for a second Trump term.
0: The Industrial Technology Research Institute minted seven new laureates at a ceremony on Tuesday. President Tsai Ing-wen did the honors, conferring the title on some of Taiwan's brightest stars in industrial innovation. Among them was TSMC's two-man leadership the two executives who replaced retiring founder Morris Chang in 2017. As E-Tree laureates, they'll give strategic guidance to the top research body as it develops game-changing technologies for industrial use.
1: It's President Tsai at E-Tree, surrounded by E-Tree laureates new and old. It's a picture suitable for framing as each honoree hails from the forefront of his field.
3: The title of EITRI Laureate is a very high distinction. This year, in our selection of laureates, we attached great importance to the needs of the times. So, our laureates this year are primarily from three major fields. The first is semiconductors, and then there's our second field, which is the field of biomedicine that everyone attaches great importance to. The third field is, of course, one of Taiwan's strengths the field of ICT.
1: E-Tree held the ninth edition of its Laureates' Award ceremony on Tuesday. It recognized seven laureates, all leading lights. Of Taiwan industry. There was Academia Sinica researcher Ong Chi Hui and Li Yuan De, a professor emeritus at National Taiwan University. There was also Western Chairman Simon Lin, Evans II of Cynics Technology, and Harvard University Professor Kong Xiangchong. Last but not least were the TSMC's Chairman Mark Liu and CEO CC Wei.
3: Academician Wei and Academician Liu can be said to be TSMC's power Geo. Under the influence of the U.S.-China conflict, TSMC's revenue reached a record high in 2019. It really is the pride of Taiwan.
1: Coming out to support the troops, TSMC founder Morris Chang made an appearance on Tuesday and shared a stage with the two executives. After the ceremony, he and President Tsai went on a tour of a technology exhibit. The two were on cordial terms as they exchanged a private word from time to time in a sea of visitors.
3: With regard to Etree's R&D work, the laureates can serve as a guidance for our internal operations. They also have an outward-facing role, as we hope they can be a bridge to Taiwan industry, a bridge to the world. I think that our laureates will be a very great help to the future development of Etree and Taiwan's economic growth.
1: Etree says it hopes all laureates will apply their talent to lead Taiwan to greater heights in tech and industrial development.
0: A team of chemists from National Tsinghua University have come up with a revolutionary way to print images more evenly. The resolution of the printing can be vastly improved by simply adding salt to the ink. But they say the most important usage of the discovery could be in the printing of LED displays and other panels that rely on nanotechnology.
1: A printer at work. This is a quantum dot inkjet printer, producing bright, high-resolution images. But the quantum dots, which are vital for making nanotechnology, such as cutting-edge semiconductors, are tricky to
2: handle, being vulnerable to water and oxidation. This was printed with an inkjet printer. Say I'm drinking coffee and spill a drop on the paper. A ring forms around it. That's because the convection forces in the water disperse the quantum dots, creating an unevenness in the printed
1: surface.
2: Quantum dots are fragile and sensitive particles, so usually we try to
1: coat them in something. Researchers at National Tsinghua University had a eureka moment when considering this experiment, soaking apples in salt water to stop them from oxidizing. They added salt to the ink solution and found it was a great way to coat the quantum dots.
2: We mix our quantum dots in with the salt. We put it into the printer, and it can print red, green, blue, a quantum dot pattern of any color.
1: The breakthrough featured in a prestigious American chemistry journal. Now awaiting patents, it is expected to enhance the manufacturing of high-definition LED displays and the consumer electronics that rely on them.
0: Every year for spring festival, Nantou's Zinan Temple distributes free lucky coins to the public. But every year after the big giveaway, replicas of its lucky coins pop up on shopping websites. Now temple administrators say they've had enough. Let's hear what one of them has
2: to
0: say.
3: Zinan Temple is a non-profit organization, so we do not engage in buying or selling. Every time these things happen, we communicate with the counterfeiters. We ask them to stop selling. Then, one time we did this, we filed a complaint against the counterfeiter. But at the time, the court told us that we didn't have a trademark, so we couldn't take any legal action. Later, the court advised us to apply for a trademark.
0: So that's exactly what they're doing. The temple has applied to the intellectual property office to trademark the lucky coins. And since it was already applying for one trademark, it went ahead and applied for about 200 others. The application covers religious statues, fonts, architectural structures, and other design features that visitors can see at the temple. A bookshop in Kaohsiung's Pier 2 Art Center has found global fame for its one-of-a-kind interior design. The shop is pitch black and filled with hundreds of tiny spotlights. That means readers can peruse the books without a sense of being watched by others. The store's owner says it helps bring out the true taste of every visitor.
3: A pitch black room filled with pinpricks of light. Who would guess this is a bookshop?
2: A cloth curtain covers the entrance to this bookstore in Kaohsiung's Pier 2 Art Center. Inside, you'll find more than 500 tiny lamps.
3: Dim lights shine on the book's dust jackets. The store owners hope this unique design takes away all environmental distraction for visitors, allowing them to commune with the books.
2: I wanted to try and create a despatialized design for the bookstore. Is it possible to read in a space where there are just books and the slightest hint of humans? I also want people to be able to face themselves honestly when they come in, and it's just them and the books to face what's really in their hearts. We are often shocked by the difference between our preconceived notions of someone at the beginning and the books that they then go and focus on.
3: This extraordinary book-lover's experience has attracted visitors from far and wide, even winning a write-up on CNN's online travel section.
2: I was amazed. Maybe CNN think our style is really special and unusual. Possibly there is no other bookstore in the world trying to run with just miniature lights. It's quite a novel thing, quite special. At first, you can only see the cover of the book, so you're attracted by the name of the book. And then, if you're interested in it, you take it somewhere there's a light to look at it.
3: Reading in the dark. The store owners say it brings out the intrepid explorer in every reader. If you're stuck in a rut with your literary habits, maybe a trip to Kaohsiung will help you find yourself in an unusual read.
0: What happens to unsold groceries at supermarkets? You might be relieved to hear that in many supermarkets in Taiwan, they don't go into the trash. Supermarkets and food banks have collaborated in recent years to put these leftover products into the hands of those who need them most. And now in its latest campaign, a hypermarket chain wants shoppers to pitch in to tackle food waste and food insecurity.
2: A supermarket chain has launched a buy-one-get-one-free event with a charitable twist. Customers who don't really need the extra item are encouraged to drop it in donation bins after checkout. Not only that, 5% of the revenue from select purchases will be donated to Taiwan's food banks. This event will run until November 4th at Carefor, in collaboration with food banks to fight both food insecurity and food waste.
3: So far, in terms of public-private partnerships, we hope to work together with people in different fields to promote the concept of not wasting food. As a supermarket, this issue of hunger is something that we can easily help with. These kinds of events can reduce food waste and help families that need help. It's a win-win situation. I was very happy to see so many companies support this. It helps with a push for social welfare.
2: This event is the latest program of Careforce food charity campaign in Taiwan, which began six years ago. Every afternoon, workers from different food banks stop by its stores to pick up unsold groceries nearing their expiration date. Other supermarkets like PX Mart and RT Mart also provide daily donations to nearby food banks. As you can see behind me, these food items have been donated by a supermarket and will be brought by a food bank to be donated to a church after they've been processed. Among these items donated are breads and other pastries. In Taiwan, 3.73 million tons of food waste are generated annually, while 650,000 people don't have access to three meals a day, according to the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation. Many supermarkets have stepped up to tackle these issues. Food banks say that in recent years, supermarket and food bank collaborations in Taiwan have significantly increased. A few years ago, food banks were able to start providing fresh donated groceries in addition to non perishables like canned food and
3: rice. Every store needs to throw out its unsold groceries. For these kinds of fruits and vegetables that have not expired but don't look visually appealing enough to be sold, we have a food bank at every township that will be able to utilize these to help the local elderly and kids in need of food.
2: With the help of supermarket donations, food bank organizations are working to expand their operations to every part of the country so more people can have access to fresh food. For Mosa News, Michelle Liu, Zhang Tingxiang in Taipei.
0: Mandarin Airlines is testing out a new travel concept, a seven-day round-the-island tour in which you get to each destination by air. The tour is pitched at individual travelers and priced at just under 30,000 NT, which includes stays at five-star hotels. Let's now turn to a travel blogger for his take.
3: My first impression is that every day that week, I would have to catch a plane, go to the airport and pack my bags. I think that would be a point of concern for everyone, because you have to go to a different place every day.
0: 2020 has turned out to be something of a golden age for domestic tourism. Due to the international travel restrictions caused by COVID, round-the-island cruise vacations have been booked solid. Uni Air's charter flight from Hualien to Jingmen was sold out within seconds of being offered. It now plans to offer a second charter flight in December. History was brought to life on Tuesday as two antique steam engines chugged down the tracks in Hualien. The two are known as the king and queen of locomotives, and they rarely make an appearance, let alone together. The Taiwan Railways Administration sent them down from Hualien train station to Guangfu station to celebrate the delivery of a new commuter train model. The two royals attracted a horde of shutterbugs who lined up to see them travel the countryside of the beautiful East Coast.
3: The sound of the horn pierces the air as the locomotives crawl forward in this East Coast railway. Look close. The blue cars are pulled by not one, but two steam locomotives. The one up front is the CT-273, hailed as the queen of the steam locomotives. The one in the back is the DT-668, known as the king. They're out for a day to celebrate the arrival of the TRA's newest commuter train, the EMU-900. It's the first time these royals have made a joint appearance.
1: It's to celebrate the delivery of the EMU-900. The railway chief said they would be bringing the DT-668 from Zhanghua to Hualien to greet the new trains. So it was a chance for the king and queen of locomotives to appear together at our depot here in Hualien.
3: Train enthusiasts jumped at the chance to see the train lining up along its route with their phones and cameras ready. Engineers said getting the train going was a mammoth undertaking that took three hours. That's the time it took to heat up three tons of water to raise the boiler pressure and get the wheels turning. That loud horn also doesn't come cheap. Each two costs an average of 500 NT. Not only that, ahead of the big outing, the two locomotives had to be checked out in a complex process with no room for sloppiness. Equipment in hand, helmet on head. The mechanic scans every nook and cranny, knocking here and there and tightening any loose screws. It's a thorough inspection of this precious steam
1: engine. We should make good use of our cultural heritage. We should let our future generations get to know these trains.
3: The queen led the way, followed by her king and five retro carriages in blue. The TRA says it might be a long while before the royals team up to meet their adoring public once again.